Everything. Yeah, convenience. Even is the gone dodgy switch. Strides. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, unlocking the Bluetooth on the stroke switch. Like, oh my god, that was a game changer. Literally, like, it wasn't it? Like, cause sometimes yeah. I got fifteen minutes on the train, and the time it would take to jay- jangle around with fucking cables and shit, like to get it plugged in, was enough to like, go, I'll just look at my phone. And all of a sudden, Nintendo just like flips the switch. Just like, no, nah, just pair it. Yeah, it's the most Nintendo thing ever, right? And like, just like, just. All of these <laughs> third-party peripherals just became redundant overnight. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixelcast, episode 85. My name is Matt Houston, and I am hosting from a very cold, snowy edge of Canberra at the moment. It's disgusting out there, but I'm inside warm, chatting with friends about video games. First joining me tonight is a, you know, he's, he's only been in a few episodes, but he's starting to pop up more and more often. Rob, how you going, mate? Yeah, I'm going good, good. You're doing well as well? Yes, besides, besides freezing my butt off down here, uh, it's going pretty well. Good to have you back on and ready to talk all things exciting and upcoming in the crazy season that is June, July for gaming. All right, Tim, yeah. you're here with me too. Always. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in summer, so this summer of games shit makes sense on my... Makes sense <laughs> Makes sense yeah, where I'm yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like every Australian when they see the release date and it goes fall and we're all going, when the fuck's fall? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> also, stop saying fall. Autumn is just a much nicer word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fully agree on When's that. When's that? Is that September? What's going? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, we're going to talk uh, the predict the big you know conferences that are kind of filling in for E three this year. We usually do a predictions episode, and uh, you know while the um, big juggernaut that is E three is in its death throes, there have been a few conferences that have. Uh, you know, stuck up their hand and said, uh, we- we'll fill in the gap, including Devolver, which uh, released a trailer. And this is good worth talking. They released a countdown to their marketing countdown trailer. They've gone full Kojima. Marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's being hosted by Mecha Suda 51 <laughs> That's who's hosting the Devolver. <laughs> So, countdowns you know, and countdowns if they could have had Mecca Jeff Keighley that may have been a little bit better but. <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yes it's uh, in, in only the Devolver way so we'll talk about all of that in the second half of the show but first up there's games we have been playing Rob you've been kicking it old school but new school at the same time yeah so I've been playing Gravatar Recharge which is the latest in Atari's sort of modernization series of a bunch of their old arcade games and so the basic idea is they've taken you know, their classic coin ops and brought them forward for a bunch of modern tricks and so gravitar is one that's real interesting because as an arcade game it was one of the it wasn't a really popular game and part of that was because it was had this notorious difficulty like the rumors go that it was so tough that the developers themselves couldn't beat it and so <laughs> i do <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, we know the cheat codes. Because <laughs> basically, like, you know, the way they rolled out arcade games was they'd do a test run and they'd, they'd stick it in a few locations and the marketing suits would get feedback and feed it back to the devs to tweak the game. And so the suits basically said, make it harder. And the devs <laughs> made it harder. And it's it's already a bit of a tough game to be... This, the original arcade version is a bit of a tough game to begin with. But thankfully, the, the recharged version is much more fairly balanced. It's still a challenge, but it's not brutal. 
So the basic idea is you pilot a little starfighter and you're on this voyage home and you, you walk through a bunch of star systems. And so you in each system, there's a bunch of planets that you fly to and they all have this little mission. Like one might be to infiltrate this base and steal some documents. And so um, it's played on a side on view. You've got the sort of asteroid style rotation. So your controls are rotate left, rotate right, thrust, shoot. And Everything's you've got very triangular. Can- very triangular, yeah, and, and, and you know, poly, polygonal and, and rough. There's a really cool aesthetic choice they've used here where, like, you've got the glowing outlines, but it's all sort of coloured black, so your ship is outlined in green, coloured black. The enemies are coloured, like, pinkish red, and then you've got the, the landscape, and it's all coloured black. And these, not, there's very nice painterly backgrounds and a cool ambient soundtrack. Um, so you've got missions like that. You've got ones where you need to just blow all the enemies up and another one where you've got to get into a base and destroy a reactor and escape before time runs out. And then it's got the arcade thing of when you complete each system, it gets harder. Um, but it's really, like, it's it's still a tough game, but it's not brutal like the arcade game is. It, it's pretty fair to play. And I'm, I've been having a blast with it so far, although moments where it's like, get a little frustrated and put it down. But like the other <laughs> recharge games... You've got this mode of missions where there's like 24 little bite-sized challenges to do and you've got leaderboards and all of that stuff. So it's like one was how fast can you take all the enemies out and, and things like that. So it sort of plays around with the mechanics like that really nicely. Um, one of the things I've been digging so far is um, the rest of the, the last few recharge games before it sort of got into this pattern where it got a bit stale. I was particularly disappointed with Asteroids, which is a personal favorite arcade game of mine. I was a bit disappointed with how that turned out, and that was the last one. But this seems to have just given the formula a bit of a shot in the arm. So I've been having a ball with it so far. Um, I'm in the middle of working on the review for it. It only just unlocked a few days ago, which is a bit yeah. of a pain. Um, and I hope to protect to this a- this you know 30 year old game that we're. <laughs> yeah, spoilers, <laughs> people, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I saw a couple of other reviews pop out before before the launch date. So I don't know what spooky magic happened, but. Yeah, um, you know. but it's been it's been pretty good so far. Um, I'm definitely digging it, and yeah, I'm hoping to try and get a plays out for it as well because I haven't done one of those in a while. But yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far. If you you like, I mean, sort of more recentish takes on the formula at games like Gravity Crash, um, which was on PlayStation Three and Portable and Vita, and Pixel Junk Shooter. That's kind of the vibe that you might get with this kind of thing. And if you're an old person like we are games like thrust or oids or something like that um it'll be right down your alley thrust is definitely the 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 point that i would stick with so yeah i've been digging it so far um i want to argue not as intense sorry so i want to argue on that old person thing but then it occurred to me like the only reason huso is here is because we had two people drop out because this player two staff at this point are literally being held together by staples and sticky tape <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm co- I'm coming out the other side of it. Uh, I even got a tattoo to celebrate. I'm done, Sorry. but you know, we're never going to go to onsen together. Um, now, Matt, never have an awkward, <laughs> awkward naked time. Is gone. <laughs> so you're playing on Switch, aren't you, Rob? Yeah, the the code for yep. let me on Switch. It's so far it's running pretty well. Like nice and smooth. It handles itself well. Only really minor complaint I'd have is is the rotation controls are a little sensitive because it's yep. using the analog stick. Um, sometimes you, you get enemies that are a bit out of your screen that can shoot you, but you can't line up and shoot them. But that's just sort of the yep. minor thing so far. 
I um, can't imagine yeah. you'd want to buy this as a system that isn't portable. Yeah. It, Either it, that, it feels- a laptop or a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. And like, when are we going to get the Gabe, the Gabe boy in Australia? <laughs> oh, I, I really want one. I, I, I really want one. Um, it is out also for those two people that have one on the Atari VCS. VCS, yeah. It's, it's out on like everything. Like yeah. Steam on Windows, Mac, Linux, the VCS, Xbox, PS4 and PS5, which I noticed was a separate purchase for each. It wasn't the cross-buy thing. Oh, wow. That is audacious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, what what are the graphical updates going to be over the PS5 version? Yeah, I mean... On the PS4, like... Unless it's, like, like, unless it's got haptics, even then, it's just, like, just release it on PS4 and and make it back compatible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's super strange. Yeah, it's like I just cannot like, imagine buying this on the PlayStation at all. To be honest, no, like, with no Vita like, like around anymore, like it's like yeah, you got to sit it, down in front of like a big TV and like play this. Yeah, it's it's although perfect. look, Geometry Wars took the Xbox by storm fifteen so, years ago. Know. The Switch did not exist then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't yeah. think Geometry Wars um, Galaxies on the DS took that by storm. No, no, it didn't. No, but that really needed that really needed two sticks instead of yeah, pouring your way on the, the screen. So yeah, nah. Yep. <laughs> All right then. Uh, going from an old school shooter, well, not quite an old school shooter. Uh, Tim's been playing Halo ODST, which is now what fifteen years old. Yeah, you could have just gone with a taking the Xbox old. by storm. That could have been a linking thread. Yeah, yeah, that could have been the better better. Um, bit at segue but you know i'm no ken uh (laughs) (laughs) you've been playing some halos and some master chief i've been playing some yeah i've been playing more halos is correct actually because i i bought the master chief collection last (laughs) time i saw so i mean i've been playing this for a few months now i bought master chief collection at some point it's like it's almost weird trying to justify buying these games yourself now you know games pass exists yeah but also, like, I'm going to buy this and, like, one more game. And I'm not going to play any... Because I just don't play... I'm playing this on PC. And I don't use my PC yeah. for games that much. And I was like... And also, weirdly, I am paying for Game Pass because I bought it as a Christmas present for my partner's nephew and niece. <laughs> so maybe I should just be skiving off that. Anyway, I still bought the Master Chief Collection on Steam when it was on sale. Um, I didn't actually want to buy the whole thing, but I tried to buy the, game, the games I wanted individually and it wouldn't let me. And then I'm like... It's like $4 extra just to buy the whole thing. Maybe I should just go to it myself and <laughs> yeah. So I actually started playing Halo 3. So I played like 1 and 2 back in the day. I was buying a, wearing a mate's Xbox and... Well, not normally my thing, I actually kind of enjoyed both of them. Like, they really did the, the space opera kind of like cheese action pretty well. I was like, you know what? I want to finish this. And then Halo 3, despite its reputation, which is solid, I just bounced off. Like, th- like yeah. this was not, like, pulse-pounding. It was more frustrating. And I'm playing on PC, so I have an advantage over people who are playing this thing on a fucking control pad. And while my PC is no longer top of the line, it kicks the shit out of a 360, so I was getting a smooth R60 frames per second. Um, then I tried ODST, and its vibe is way different. Yeah, very. Um, it is, like... It's just, the Firefly version of Halo. Yeah, it's, like, just this kind of, like... Half the game is literally, like, wandering around a semi-deserted city... Like, kind of, like, just very, very muted. Um, kind of like this very lonely saxophone synthesizer-esque soundtrack. Like, going on, like, running into a few firefights here and there. 
Um, and then, like, finding, like, relics of bad shit that went down in this city before you got there. Um, and for whatever reason, this... I, I think the reason is I actually prefer more methodological games. I don't want to be holding my breath all the time anymore. Um, but the pacing on this um, clicked with me, and there are definitely some issues that I have that I think are maybe a sign of age. I, like, I actually really appreciate that it did not just go, here is exactly the marker you need to go on your minimap run, just follow there exactly. They kind of let you figure it out. That's good. What's not so good is that the area is wide, and especially by modern standards, very, very empty. Mm. And, like, the visual design does not help you find what you're looking for. At all. Also, the gamma cam- calibration is broken. I went through half of this game before realizing I need to turn this up brighter than it tells me to, and then I can see stuff properly. It, Halo games have been notorious, uh, especially the early games, for their quest tracking uh, being a bit rough. Like, there's one- Even right up to... Halo 4, I think, was it was still an issue. There was one right, right uh, near the end where I was, like, flying around, like, did a pretty decent yeah. job of, like, giving you the vehicles. And like, I had to land and, like, open a door. And, like, they were, like, super far apart. Obviously, you can fly between them, but it still takes a while. And they're just, like, they're both... It's just a generic button texture on two doors on one side. And I went to one and nothing yeah. happened. And then I just spent ages flying around and going, where the fuck am I supposed to go? And I said, no, it's, it's the other generic texture that looks exactly the same. That's the one you go up to and <laughs> yeah. press E to open. I'm like, ah, oh. it's yeah. such a shame because I do actually still. I, this stuff does actually drag it down. At like this game, I think probably could have been a nine out of ten kind of experience for me. Now it's like more like a a seven that I'm feeling fun towards because I'm I, I like I really like the vibe at the moment. Like yeah. it's like like especially within what you expect from a Halo game, it is actually very unique there. Um, they and once I you know figured out the gamma. Oh my god! Like when it says barely visible and I had like the left image barely visible it means more than barely visible like so you can actually see it properly because my god it made a difference um because <laughs> they do a pretty good job with like having like little back streets and like being able to get higher ground like there's actually quite a like the city itself is actually quite once you can see it like good to sneak around because um, there are you know certain enemies you have to get behind them to really do any damage to and whatnot and they handle that stuff really well and I remember that the needler is just such a great weapon and all the voices are essentially the cast of the Firefly. Huh, it's Nathan Fillion, Alan Tudgick, uh, what's his name that played Jane? Uh, and, Baldwin. Yeah, Baldwin and uh, one of the others. I only uh, watched uh, like two or three episodes yeah. of Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a lot of Firefly love in the Halo universe. There's a lot of voice. I, I can actually see that like crossover, yeah. particularly in this game. Yeah. I mean, it's not cowboy, but it's kind of got that lonely wanderer. You're not some yeah. superpowered so the, the character you play is Nathan, voiced by Nathan Fillion. So. Huh. I will say, like, the human yeah. character models in this... And I should definitely think this is a problem with Bungie. Up until, maybe, more recently, like, the... The romance in this game is just creepy as shit, just because the human... The character models just don't. Like, this is one of the worst examples of Polygon Head's, like, smash-kissing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two triangles merging. <laughs> Basically, I think the voice actors did a fine enough job, but like, oh man, you got to work on your cinematics, Bungie. Yeah, but no, like, I mean, they, there's nothing else even today very much like this. I would be very interested to see this one get more of a remake treatment than it kind of got because it's basically like, hey, it's on PC now, and you can crank the settings up, but it is really, really empty. But that like kind of yeah, yeah. lonely vibe, and I like the idea of like just finding fragments of what happened and like kind of bringing the story all together and like seeing that all. It's actually closer um, to Halo Infinite than any of the others, to be honest, in feel. 
Um, especially because you've got like Halo Infinite has an open world, but it's not really an open world. It's it's kind of My like this little bit of, of play world. You know, like like the I guess the Uncharted open world in the Uncharted Four, where you had yeah you had a bunch of shit to do around if you wanted to, but it was totally optional and you didn't have to do it at all. And you can just stick to the Halo y Halo parts if you want. Um, but and 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 uh, from memory, ODST had you know a kind of similar feeling. It wasn't quite open world, but it had this one city you kind of were essentially exploring for most. The of streets it. are and, so wide; it feels open. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, I think there's a, a few similarities between the two, more so than the very linear experiences that are the the traditional Halo games. And you know, the point A to point B, watch the big explodey thing, enjoy the fun, but you know, you don't have to think too much. So, which I actually did also enjoy. But yeah, this one definitely grabbed me more than three. I may or may not jump into yeah. the others. We'll see. Cool, cool. All right, then. Well, I've been playing... Uh, I've been lucky enough, thanks to uh, Kosh Media Australia, ha- get my hands on a preview build of Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed, uh, which is a very oh, appropriate tagline. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know it had a tagline. I was just... <laughs> it works, honestly. It's a sequel to the first ever episode of South Park, where they finally made one. Oh, yeah, honestly, and it's just this glorious hot shots the video game essentially except the lead character's alien and you know he sounds like Jack Nicholson for some reason um, you know he's this little bubble headed alien with pointy teeth and big laser gun and and uh, this time it's set in the 60s so there's cliches and stereotypes everywhere there's the hippies there's the KGB there's you know Everything you would expect from a dodgy-ass science fiction story, they've got it and they love it. And they just play on it. Like, the, the first bad guy you come across, his last name is Bongwater. You know... Uh, Why not? <laughs> because <laughs> of you know, that's the sort of game this is. It's And I can't stop smiling while playing it. Like, you, you go, this is a very... You're playing as an alien, you possess people... Um, so people can't wreck. So if you want to activate, for example, uh, call off the heat, if the police are chasing you, you possess a policeman and then you can go to a police box and, and say, hey, we got him. You don't need to come anymore. And it calls off the heat. You can um, quickly change bodies to get away from people, you know, as long as they don't see you changing bodies. So there's some interesting things done with that mechanic, much more so than the first game. Um, some missions really depend on you uh, interacting with others and they, people will only inter- interact with certain types of people. So he, the hippies don't talk to the cops, for example. You know, so you, you've got to take mm. all that into account, which is nice. Uh, but, you know, there's ridiculous over-the-top zap weapons that, you know, chain lightning between people. You can <laughs> telekinesis, telekinesis people. You can pop their brains out and collect the brains for their DNA and... Uh, disintegrate array and all this cheesy sci-fi stuff done with a big old smile on its face and uh does it willfully do this to like the expense of everything else because i'm getting these memories of like this i'm always imagine these boardroom meetings with the earth defense force games when like okay we've got this gun that does this incredible thing the problem is it will tank the frame rate to like 12 frames per second and then they're just like no "No, fucking do it (laughs) so the original games were a bit clunky to control uh, when they first came out. Like, this is a remake of a game from the 360 era. 
they fixed that with this, uh, and they they did so with the, the the original Destroy All Humans remake as well. It's much easier to control. Everything's more streamlined. Using like more modern systems like radial menus and things like that to make switching between weapons easier, and it's just a better design for the controls, which. Uh, makes it a lot more fun because in the, I remember distinctly playing this on the 360 and getting frustrated with kind of jug, juggling between weapons and getting killed in the process and that sort of thing is a thing in the past now. Um, everything controls really well. Like, this is not world-beating gameplay. It, it knows what it is. It's a slice of B-grade fun and it works it for every every cent that it's got and, and everything feels tight. Everything feels fun. It's not very deep. Uh, you know... Most missions consist of uh, possess someone, find the information, go to the location, destroy the people, uh, possess another person, destroy this location, that sort of thing, or jump in your flying saucer and blow up a heap of buildings. That's that's the kind of gist of the whole thing. Uh, but it's so much fun doing it. You can't complain, and you just know that this is a perfect $40, $50 video game, and I think that's what the price point it'll come out as. Uh, and they've done a really good job with the remake. It's crisp. The the graphics look really good. Uh, it's funny. The voice acting is on point. Um, it, I remember it being so in the original, and it, and it still holds true today. Like I said, your, your lead guy sounds like Jack Nicholson, who you know, kind of with that dry voice, and, and wants to destroy all the monkeys and and take their brains. And yeah, it's it's very cool, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I've only played the first two. The first two kind of areas, and the, the first area is San Francisco. And the second area is Albion in England. Um, so yeah, the, it's it's cool. There's there's all these plays on these stereotypical sixties. Like you, you can imagine, London sixties is very different to San Francisco sixties. Yeah. Um, so it, it plays on all those wonderfully over the top stereotypes of the time period, and and yeah, it's it's really is a lot of fun and stupid and and all those sort of things rolled up in and you don't see many games like that anymore no there's a lot of there's no, there's games don't ha- know how to be silly anymore like, i don't think and one to be meaningful and this game just seems like it's like eh, i am what i no. am some people are going to enjoy me yeah. enough people enjoy me we'll probably turn a profit but let's just have a bit of fun doing it i am this Pretty is much. highly specific but i am fascinated by the pc system system requirements for this yeah. Of course, okay, you need at least 8 gig of, eight gig of RAM, 4 gigs mm. of graphic memory, and a Pentium processor. <laughs> Are you looking at the original Destroy All Humans? No! Or, not the, or the reprobed version? I'm looking at reprobed! You have 4 gigs of graphics RAM, but a Pentium processor will do you fine. <laughs> I presume yeah. it's just a generic label, because I think the... Yeah. The I still think Intel still used the naming um, for the lower end stuff. And it says um, Intel yeah, Pentium dual core G three thousand two hundred twenty is recommended. Okay, so that's a laptop processor, a really bad laptop processor. Like, it's basically like a Pentium three or a Pentium four. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> it's obviously offloading a lot to the video card. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, look, uh, I, I can't wait for it to come out. I, I had a blast with the remake of the first one. It's that perfect summer game. This is coming out in August. So, you know, it'll be great for that dry period of, of releases and people will just be able to knock around and have some stupid fun. It'll probably be eight 
10 hour sort of $40 game that, that's going to keep you smiling while you're playing it and you probably won't play it again but you'll have a blast while doing it and, and I, I'm really looking forward to it so yeah make sure you keep an eye out when that finally comes out in August alright Tim's going to find some suitably epic music I think we need epic music need for epic. all the epic conferences epic epic you've got to find epic I'm, I'm making this hard for him and we're <laughs> going to have a break and then come back and talk all things exciting and hype trainish for Time of year, folks. The hype train has left the station. We're about to get all the announcements under the sun, but in a slightly different format to what we're used to. E3 is dead and buried. Well, they say it's not, but it is. And uh, all the other, I guess, big publishers and their their groups of people and people like Jeff Keighley have decided to step in and say, hey... I can fill this spot pretty darn well. And they seem to be doing a pretty good job. So we've, we've had a Sony conference already uh we've got summer games fest which is jeff Keeley's thing so it's essentially the video game awards without any of those bothersome awards um and then we've got the xbox developers conference uh the xbox bethesda conference which will have you know a lot of games that'll probably get delayed in the end but hey they're coming uh but so let's talk all things video games in this crazy season of gaming first up sony uh, it's had its big, I guess, third party and VR showcase, uh, just gone, uh, the Friday just gone. We'll go, we'll go with Rob first. What tickled your fancy from the, the state of play on Friday? Ooh, of the list. So I actually did catch this one live, you know, getting ready for work. Um, the Callisto protocol looks kind of really interesting. It's looking I'm pretty good, actually. Yeah, like. It's Dead Space again, which is yeah, a new Dead okay. Space game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not massively, like, a, a survival horror game person. Like, I enjoyed the Dead Spaces because they sort of channeled a bit of vibe from System Shock. Um, yeah. And this, like, when I realized, when they said it was, like, by, you know, the creative team had the one of the, the heads from Dead Space on, it's like, all right, you've got me interested. Like, because I remember watching the trailer, it's like, I'm getting some Dead Space vibes. You could have guessed. I don't think you needed to be told. Like, yeah, you, you didn't need yeah, to be told. Yeah, like, like I said, I had the vibes. And then when they said it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. So... The look of that kind of really—it's got—it's got my interest piqued. I'm definitely interested to see where they go with it, and I want to would definitely want to check that out. The the second one that kind of got mm, is uh, is Roller Rollerdrome. I just wanted to check yep. the name right. I know you said that you're feeling it should be down your alley, but it's not, mm. Tim. And I I kind of think my kind of similar way. It's like I like the look of it, but my first thoughts when I saw the trailer running is like, is this going to be multiplayer? If it's multiplayer, then it, then I'm then I'm out. But if it's if it's got it, I think it's, it's single of, player. 
Yeah, uh, it's it got may the have multiplayer, player. but it, it it looks like single player because it's got those mechs and you know. Yeah. Or, or it might be a co-op, or it might be you know a combination of the things. Yeah. But it's Roll Seven, and that's what excites me because they made Oli Oli World and Oli Oli and all those yeah. wonderfully cool games. And yeah. this is kind of I think their most ambitious title. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, because they've always yeah. been doing two D ish stuff. Like I yeah. think of the Oli Oli games. Um, yeah. oh, there was the Run and Gun. Uh, Red to Hero, was it? Yeah, um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, they've always done 2D stuff. So this is their first 3D yeah. project. And it, it looks like it's got a nice art style. Yeah. And the vibe... It looks like the vibe is there. Yeah. Yeah, so the vibe yeah. is there. So I'm, I'm really... Again, that's one that's like, it's got my interest piked. I definitely want to see where they go with it. So it's one definitely I'm going to be trying to keep my, my eyes it's out. It's kind on. of... Tony Hawk crossed with Max Payne, and and I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I get, I get yeah. a. Sort of I think that's maybe what point. has me a bit worried is like the Tony Hawk aspect. Is I don't want this to be. I think I'll be turned off if it's like you got five minutes and just rack up as many points as you can. Yeah, and also it's, considering yeah, the, the structure heritage, of- like I think that structure may be there, and I want something more like dystopian jet set radio with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Running Man. Uh, but with yes, yes, the, the, the actual book, The Running Man, not the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. movie, which is yeah. amazing, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> yeah. For Arnie's one-liners, <laughs> <laughs> like that's you know that's funny. Schlock, whereas the book was like a little more disturbing, a little more twisted. Just, yeah, in the, the fairly just a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, like Tim. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was going to say yeah, pretty much agree. So yeah. Um, one thing I want to add with the Callisto Protocols and it's been noted elsewhere but I'm fascinated by that release date that that and the Dead Space remake are coming out within like a month or two of each other is just it's fascinating like, like it's Tyson and Holyfield going at it again <laughs> like <laughs> it's like when Ants and a Bug's Life came out in like the same cinema season it's like <laughs> Or Dante's Peak and Volcano. <laughs> uh, yeah, Deep Armageddon Impact and Armageddon. How did this shit keep on yeah, happening yeah, throughout history? Yeah, how does that shit... Yeah, yeah. No. Someone thinks they can one off the other, you know? Someone's gonna try I feel like I'm gonna them. feel happy for somebody and bad for somebody. I feel like one of these is gonna win, like, and yep. it's gonna slowly become a bloodbath. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I'm worried that it will simply be because of the name of Dead Space. That, yeah. And it may not it may not necessarily be the better game. It could still be. I'm, I'm not writing it off at all. But I think, I think they're both going to be really good. Has, I think they are too. And I'm usually not a survival horror guy at all. Uh, but Dead Space 1 and 2 I played uh, a fair bit of. I, never, I don't think I ever finished 2. Uh, two is a bit more actually. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Honestly, 3 is yeah. pretty good so long as you just accept that it's stupid. Yeah. I, I think two had. I think two for me was what I, the one I enjoyed the most. Two actually, had the eyeball scene it, though. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I. So I'm keen to see it. It's not us, my usual thing, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Speaking of horror, it's going. Yeah, I guess no. the pro, it's probably biggest announcement was the Resident Evil Four remake. Now. Resident Evil 4 has been on every system known to man already, uh, and now they're remaking it again for more systems. So, <laughs> who still wants Resident Evil 4? Me, actually. I was going <laughs> yeah. to... Well, like, it's like a really good time to be a survival horror person. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. On this, but um, I've I played Resident Evil 4 twice in the GameCube, and I've never actually played it again since. I've like almost bought it, probably in a couple of other systems in um, higher yeah. res, whatever form. And I actually had a friend message me earlier today 
saying, why do I want this? I just, like, just beef up the original a little bit, and I'm like, the, the, the original's not gonna go anywhere, man. Like, it's... Like, you no. will be fine. The PC version, you can probably mod it to look prettier. I am fascinated to see where Capcom goes with this, because I have very fond memories of that game. I remember it being probably the best mm. action game, straight balls-to-the-wall action game horror theme that I think I'd ever played at the time. Um, I don't know if I could approach the original objectively. I have listened to some other podcasts where people, you know, who are as old as I was when I played that game were like, I don't understand what all the fuss is about. So I think it, there is... I expect it holds up, but it also can be improved. And Capcom has been yeah. on a tear lately, frankly. Like, I compl- at this point, I just trust that they're going to be able to do this really well. And one yeah. of the things I like is that this doesn't delete the original version of it, right? No. Like, God, like, they want to fuck it up not... one way if they delist the original version. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the nonsense Sega did with, with, with those other versions of Sonic when they bring that new collection out. It's just like, yeah, the original's just... available, yeah. and you've still got it. Like, I... I I think that's a good move, and that sort of shows the trust in that they're delivering, that they're going to deliver something which respects that original game, but adds onto it the way they did for Resi 2 and 3. 3. And I think, though, the the really interesting thing for me is um, Resident Evil 4 was actually the first one I really enjoyed. Because once again, I'm not a massive survival horror fan, but it definitely went down the action route. So they've successfully redone the feel of 2 and 3 in that kind of scary horror motif. Now they've got a kind of, which was a reinvention of Resident Evil when it came out, they've got to kind of remake the reinvention. So that's where things kind of get a bit interesting. And and I'm interested to see how they tackle that, whether it gets... Because one thing about all the Resident Evil games is I've always stood by is they all control like shit i don't care what anyone says that even the seven and eight like they finally got pretty decent the, there seven and eight's a different kettle of fish uh, i must admit but yeah like four and five i enjoyed both of them but I, I always felt like i was fighting against the controls that i wasn't playing with them so hopefully i'm praying that's the thing that gets the most attention well that's why i think you they, can't just patch four is i think four's controls are kind yeah. of perfect with the enemy and design and behavior that they had and you cannot mm. just add better controls to that game without just breaking the entire balance of everything yep, yep. that's fair Speaking of Capcom, the other big one was they revealed a big Street Fighter bonanza. Oh, I'm fascinated by this. Like, it looks... like I, I was surprised that they're actually going this step because, frankly, Street Fighter V tried story and it was shit. It was just... Like, there's no other word for it. It was terrible. They looked at NetherRealm and said, hey, NetherRealm's doing really good stuff with story. We should do that. And then decided to get a two-year-old to write it. Um, because that's what it felt like. <laughs> so I, I wasn't really high hopes, but this kind of open world uh, looks like. It, what is know, that for? Are you like looking for? Is it a campaign where you're like looking for fights to get into? Is it the online lobby? Is your this is how you find other people to punch I in the face? No, they call it world tour mode, which they did previously in Street Fighter Alpha Three on the PlayStation, which was like uh, it's a deep cut here, but. Honestly, I think that was the best Street Fighter ever got on home consoles was the, the World Tour mode for single players, I'll say. Not not for competitive players, but for single players. Because it had this series of different missions and different variables that you had to fight and you got uh, unlocks and upgrades and all these other things. It was a really deep mode that it always shocked me they never did that again with any of the later releases. Japanese um, companies so- are like that. They'll have a good... Soul Calibur and Dreamcast had a really good single-player mode and then just progressively, like, just tore it out of all of the sequels. 
Yes. And so that's what they did with, with Street Fighter. So I'm interested to see what this World Tour mode entails, but it looks like you've got a custom character maybe. Uh, maybe you can pick someone. I guess, you know, your custom character could have a moveset like from Ryu or from... Yeah. Or from I Peggy would guess that you cannot have a custom moveset. It would just break balancing. No. Well, maybe for single yeah, you, player, you'd you'd have but you pick. could not possibly, but you could have Ryu in different outfit, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Just a different skin on, on Chun-Li or, you know... Whoever, but you're wandering around the world and and picking fights, and you know I, I imagine maybe there's like challenges where you have to fight two people with one bar and uh, one life bar, or maybe some tag matches, that sort of thing. Curious to see if there's going to be any musical rhythm thing because this game gave me huge early '90s hip hop vibes. Like they're actually leaning into the idea of fighting in the streets. Yeah, yeah, mm. it, it surprising. It I'm is like, the most street fighter. I, I was ready street to- fighter. They're going to have some battles. <laughs> Is that going to be, be the brave. bonus game? Instead of instead of beating yeah. the crap out of the car? I hope that's still there. I Ryan's feel like that's actually going to really bleach, fit. Bleach his hair and yeah. <laughs> start singing Eminem to <laughs> oh crap off with other people. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else from Sony? Catch your yeah. I mean, they showed some VR stuff, which is fun, but it's really hard to get a it's very, feed I'm, on it without it's the tech. The only way to get excited about VR is to actually have it on your face. Um, yeah. I Interesting note with Stray. One, I mean, I've been looking forward to that game for a while. I think I nagged you ages ago saying I want to review that. I want to review that. Well, this is a weird... Like, And this is just this game where you're a cat in a cyberpunk world and I think this is going to be the most interesting fetch quest simulator ever made, probably. Um, <laughs> but one, like, there's this bit where the cat's eyes were just, like, glowing and, like, super creepy, like, just, like, pure white or maybe a little bit tinted yellow. But they just slipped... The thing that they just slipped in on the side there without even explaining to people who don't follow this stuff that deeply what it is, is that that game is going to be free on the higher two tiers of PlayStation Plus. Oh, from day one. Go. Like, just kind of slipped it down. Like, so half the people watching this probably don't even know what that is yet. Yeah. they they Their marketing department has done not great. The thing the is, PS I, Plus I kind of went into things, my Japanese yeah. PlayStation um, account, and that lineup's actually looking pretty good. It is looking good. Uh, I think for someone like me, there's not enough there for me because I've got everything out of that list that I want just through. But, you know, for for a general PlayStation player, I, I think it actually looks pretty good. Um, the, the real insistence on locking people into 12 months is something I, I'm not super cool with in the pricing. But, yeah, otherwise otherwise it, it's pretty good. Well, I it's think. not locking you in. It's just much better value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's they really want you to pay that, get that twelve months locked in. So that's why they're giving you such a discount, uh, which isn't always ideal for some people. It's a lot easier to find ten bucks than it is to find one hundred and twenty. I guess you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, then we might move on from Sony. The next big games festival. We're going into crystal ball territory here. Uh, sure. We're going to gaze into the future. Mm-hmm. And make some wildly inaccurate predictions, as is tradition on this podcast. Yeah, man, remember yeah, that time you said that right. EA would be fine because they had the FIFA license? Yeah, well, look, <laughs> it wasn't so much the license that they had the game FIFA. You know, I yeah. imagine EA Soccer is as long as they get the the players, it'll it'll be harder yeah. for them. But as long as they get yeah. the players and the clubs, my point is, in terms of our luck with this shit, it's just yes, hard. yeah. <laughs> We, 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 we can make a very bad prediction. So, in keeping that in mind, Rob, 
What's old Jeff, the hype master Keely, going to bring out for everyone to see on Thursday night, Friday night, morning, whatever? Some oh. stupid o'clock that I'm going to get up and watch. Oh, that one's hard for me off the top of my head because I feel like a lot of the big name PC stuff, like, is going to be is going to be under like under the Microsoft umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in terms of PC-ness, like the, 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 the completely out of my hat, probably never going to happen thing is a, a something like updating Star Citizen single player. I don't care about the main <laughs> persistent world bullshit. Uh, sorry. I, I did back that game to play the single player many moons ago. That's all I yep. care about. I've got some bad news for you, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I know that that's a that's a train wreck in the making. The world's like, biggest tax grift, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yeah. I, I have no I have no expectation of that. That's the the I would I would eat my shorts if that actually was talked about. So it, it, yeah. it might come up at the PC game show. They usually pop up like once a year to say, Hey, we're still doing something. We're still doing something. And then he yeah. goes off and swims in his I really, cash. I really <laughs> want to know where all those people who are shitting on No Man's Sky saying that this is going to be the future of it are. Because now No Man's Sky has just become this exceptionally well supported, remarkable yeah. achievement. That's, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's really impressive. Like, I always felt that that game was marketed, like the, the announcement and the marketing was the wrong way. Like, I don't think it should yeah. have been on PlayStation first. It well, Sony, like, as an early, it's Sony, it was showing, and yeah, Sony yeah. like jumped in yeah. and was like, "Let's associate with it because it was goodwill." Yeah. They were buying goodwill. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like the early, like that's a game that needed to be early access to to mature mm. a bit, and that's it's like kind of what happened anyway. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, that, is what happened. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, but yeah, I but I, early I, access sets the the expectation at a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it needed. Um, like to be said, this is but, not yeah, like, the game. This is not the complete game. It's just it's starting out. But, but that um, game and Final Fantasy XIV are like just these two standout stories in gaming history of absolute train wrecks. That yeah, turning it around really turned it around. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to make my bold PC prediction: is we're going to see the 4000 series graphics cards. I'm wrong. Let's move on. Not just PC. <laughs> it's, it's Jeff Keighley. Oh, then he's so going to whip out his enormous readers, and he's going to be punished oh, for like leaking. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, a very bad word or, or, there. Or, or something for like the, whatever the you know, next Kojima game is. <laughs> Maybe we're going to get I mean, some abstract know. thing that's going to be Death Stranding 2, but we're going to pretend it's something else for the next half a year. Yeah, I would, that that's a prediction I could see happening. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a Keeley show, and we know the Kojima Keeley love fest continues. Um, so, yeah, look, it's probably going to happen. Death to stranding two or whatever they're going to call it. Um, All right, here's my fun one. Norma- then we get a sequel to Dream Daddy that has both Keely and Kojima in it. <laughs> Isn't there a mod of that already? <laughs> yeah. Probably would be. Someone's done that, surely. <laughs> I would start watching Game Grumps again if they did that, and that's where it was revealed. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to see stuff like uh, like. Little bit closer to home, I think we're gonna, you know, a bit more serious. We're gonna see uh, brands like Kosh Media and Warner Brothers and people like that use Jeff Keighley's event, Pro- probably even Activision. I'm pretty sure we'll see the new Call of Duty there because Activision yeah. are kind of in this funny spot at the moment where they still need to show it. They're not really Xbox, but they're not really Sony, so they'll stick somewhere neutral. And in the meantime, so you'll probably see the new Call of Duty. Uh, you'll see Saints Row. I- I'll put money on you'll see Saints Row. 
probably Hogwarts and Batman or Suicide Squad or whatever. I mean, how is Hogwarts going to try to like appeal to the fandom while also distancing themselves from rolling? Like, I feel bad for those. I feel so bad for those guys. Like, yeah. It looks like it could be a, a genuine. It looks like it's good like game. okay. It looks it's looking pretty okay and, to be honest. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to refuse to buy it. But they're just yeah. It, it's really a real curly one. You know how much do you punish the developers for the? I guess the IP creators' hatred. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's it is a funny one, and it's going to be those ones. Pirate I think. it from somewhere, and then like put fifty bucks in an envelope and just mail it to the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just go like what you did there um oh yeah I, that's going to be one uh, player two as far as i'm concerned with our coverage of it anyway it's going to be up to you know each person's i guess personal conscience to cover that one um and we will have a disclaimer and you know that sort of thing because we recognize that jk is a hateful bitch uh <laughs> <laughs> on the on the warner front um yeah gotham knights get they might have some i'm assuming we would see something that they We'll see something because we had a uh, Red Hood and Nightwing trailer, so we'll probably get a Batgirl and Robin trailer at this one, I would guess, because it's coming out in what October or September. So yeah, I'm sure we'll see more of it. I my on the Warner side of things, my sincere hope, and it's getting close to about time we'll get it, is Mortal Kombat 12. Um, Ed Boon's been a bit gabby on Twitter, and that's usually the sign he's about to, uh, you know, that talking he, he loves a big tease and likes to throw clues out than red herrings and, and get his fans rolled up so it, we, we might say he's used uh jeff Keeley events in the past to announce mortal kombat games so um it, it'll either be this or the video game awards that he'll announce mortal kombat 12 i reckon the first it might be a little bit early to release a current gen only fighting game is gonna like draw some eyeballs because the potential for that shit to look fucking incredible when you're only rendering two characters in a limited space. I, I think Warner's... That's, I think it'll be Mortal Kombat that does it, and I think because Warner's already pulled the plug on a couple of games, like, I, I'm pretty stuff, yeah. sure... Cross-gen stuff. So Gotham Knights got the cross-gen scrapped. Um, Suicide Squad's been announced as next-gen only. I'm not sure on Hogwarts. I think they'll probably keep that one across it's because... Too you know, much that's, money to be made. It, yeah, yeah, it'll just yeah, run at like eighteen frames a second on Xbox One or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, th- they could very well do that, and and you know Nether Realm are pretty um, capable bunch, so I can imagine they could do some wonders with you know that extra graphical power and, and no load times between fights. How good's that going to be? You just press, <laughs> and like there's not yeah, even enough time for the go. portraits to load up before you're into the fight. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the game. Yeah, <laughs> who am I fighting? For? What? Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> and, and some 4K, 120 frames per second, bloody fatalities to top everything off, you know. Um, make everyone sick to the stomach. <laughs> VR mode is just a really... <laughs> the arthritis yeah, got gosh, yeah, no. Rip, rip your arm off and beat you with a wet end, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Poor bastards. They got PTSD, some of the developers on the last game from designing those fatalities. So hopefully they address that. In yeah. The you know, you know what <laughs> like, oh I'm my sure. God, imagine actually having to research like the stuff you'd have to. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, I'm pretty sure they did like handle that situation pretty well. You know, they, they 
paid for counselling and they got psychological help and, and, and everything the staff needed. Like, I don't think it was like, here, sucked in, you've got this, just deal with it. But maybe it. just but, leaning to know. the fatalities being goofy and over the top and, like, like stop trying to yeah. make people throw up. Yeah, I, I thought they had kind of... To me, anyway, it all feels like that Kill Bill violence where, you know, there's fountains, fountains of blood and it's... Yeah, and it's so over the top that it, it, it loses impact. But anyway... More predictions. What else are we going to see? I can do Come what on, I want to see. I want to. I really want. Yeah. I really want Metroid Prime Three to exist. Four. 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 Yes, I typoed. Three was my typo. Excellent job, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I mean, you know what? I'll accept a remaster at this point. Like, I don't want to encourage Nintendo there, but like a Metroid Prime trilogy, except it's Nintendo, yeah. so they'd sell you like one and two and three separately or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't capitalized on how well Dread did. Like, like, well, Dread did well, but like we point out, like Dread has outsold Prime. But if you consider how many more switches there are than GameCubes, yeah, yeah. by install like, base, I, Prime did exceptionally well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I never I, played I it because I never had the Nintendo system at the time. So, and uh, I did try it on the Wii, uh, and it was a bit shit. To be yeah, honest, cause it had those, Wii. it uh, had the motion controls. Yeah, they try and jam that, that waggly shit in there, and it just annoyed me. Yeah, yeah. see, I, I played one, the first one on the cube. It's why I actually bought my cube. Um, and I remember getting all the way to the end for the down fight with the... I can't remember if it was Ridley or if it was the final, met, the final, final boss. Mm. And I just got... And I hit a wall there and couldn't beat it. So I'd love a chance to revisit it um, and and play through the rest properly. Um well, but yeah, I'm- they did confirm that uh, Retro uh, is it Retro Studios yeah. is taking oh, over on- it again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they confirmed that a, a while back. It's been so long so- ago. Like yeah. the the two yeah. two things that I've been waiting for in a GameCube: this and Bayonetta Bayonetta three. I also wrote Bayonetta two on my list. This is where I'm at with my numbers at the moment. <laughs> did I write Pikmin four at least? Yeah. I wrote yeah. So we'd also like Pikmin four. I'm- I don't think we're going to see any of those. By the way, these are no, all things nah. that could and should happen, and none of them will. Nah, yeah, you're right. I mean, I want to see. If they do, they'll happen at a Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I'm sure they 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 won't spruik that shit at um, Keeley's show. Um, My prediction here is that Nintendo will do a direct around this time. But I still, at best, I think we'll see like a picture of like Bayonetta's butt for two seconds to just like remind you that it exists, (laughs) and like some some vista of Hyrule for Breath of the Wild two. Two, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Like, that's going to happen. I know. That's going to happen, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Bayonetta 3 will get here. Um, I would not be surprised either. if there was a new Switch by the time it does, though. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, Switch is like, Might be a launch title for the Switch 2. Yeah, because the Switch is now yeah now five years. Like, you can almost What see I want to see Nintendo do is call it the Super Switch. No, that's I've said Super Switch before. The next- Switch. Yeah, Super Switch. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Honestly, Super Nintendo was a dumb name and we all got really used to it, so... Yeah, yeah, Super Switch. Uh, more on the Jeff Keighley side of things. Uh, he he is known to get a few of the kind of European developers in on board. Uh, Chance, I know that um, 4A Games are working on a, a, a couple of things, including a new Metro game as well as something else. So there's a chance we might see something there. It's been quite a quite a ways that, since. Yeah. Well, they've probably Metro been having Exodus. a bit of a hard time recently, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, and and that's another thing. Uh, we might see Stalker Two again because they've start. They're back in. That's they all crazy relocated. To me, actually, like that, the, they're yeah. already working on that. Like that's just. Well, nuts. I guess you got to. 
got to put food in the belly, right? Like, um, so yeah, they, they all got out of Kiev, uh, and were relocated to Poland, I think was that studio. So I, I did remember, I did read that they got out and they restarted development on that, which is another one that kind of got delayed from Microsoft's lineup. Uh, unfortunately for Microsoft, they've had a rough run of it with oh, the man. delays. Um, so we might as well go into that. Uh, I don't know what to pretty... expect from Microsoft, actually. Like, I really don't. Honestly, I did I a couple of months ago, a... now I don't. I think it's going to be a fascinating show. I think it's probably going to be an amazing show with the 2023, problem of 2023, 2023, 2023 maybe even 2024. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna have, I think, one or two games that will sneak in this year. I think Hellblade 2 is a chance this year. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I'd probably put money on Forza Motorsport launching this year as well. Um, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's a very, very good racing game. And uh, it's it certainly, like, it's not Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon is much more approachable. Um, but Forza Motorsport is very good. And with Gran Turismo kind of shitting the bed a bit, the, Imagine the, if Microsoft flipped it on Sony and made like a big statement about the whole game is on the disc. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's be, no microtransactions. Like you know, you don't have to be online oh, unless you want to race online. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it'd be a bit yeah, hypocritical because a right. lot of the Xbox games are already basically just glorified CD keys as it is. I think Halo is basically yeah, not on the yeah. disc, but. Boy, there, yeah. there is a wide open opportunity for them right now if they want to like get back for like twenty thirteen or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Phil's above that. He's a better man than that. <laughs> um, so I think those two are likely to come out this year. But anything else, I don't know. There might be some indie titles tucked away in there to come out, but right. I don't think we're going to see anything big. Yeah, um, stuff. About some of the other yeah. the other acquisitions, I haven't heard anything from In Exile. Um, yeah. They're working on two games, both Unreal 5 powered. They have announced that. I'm, there is the assumption that one of them is Wasteland 4 um, because Wasteland um, 3 did really well and I loved it. It was one of my games the year that, that year came out. So I'm makes, happy with that. Yeah, um, that that would make sense. Yeah. I'd know. like to see Double Fine doing some more of those smaller games they did, like late PS3 360 era when they're doing shit like stacking and costume quests. I'd like to see them return to like a yeah. couple of those. I, I think That'd they will... Do smaller things. Tim's pretty open in talking about they're not going to do another really big one like Psychonauts 2 ended up being straight away. They might do one down the track, but not straight off the bat. Um, it's just so we could feels see energetic some... enough to revisit Brutal Legend. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, he did get Jack Black for Psychonauts 2, so think... they're still buddies. It's 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 just like Keely and um, Kojima, but a little bit less creepy all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's... More metal. More metal yeah. than those two. <laughs> um, that would definitely... Some smaller stuff would sound good. I, I'm interested... Part of me, I don't expect it, but I'd love to see a little little tease or something of Outer Worlds too. Um, they, I reckon they'll have another cheese ball trailer for that, but I yeah. think... You know, something stupid again. You know, we, we know what it's called now. This is what it's called. We still don't have anything else. You know, that sort of trailer like they did yeah. for the, the first one. I could... I love Obsidian's sense of humour. I've always yeah, loved back really, when they were Blacker Isle and, you know, they've always had a fantastically black sense of humour in it. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see a lot well, I reckon we'll see Avowed from Obsidian. Yeah. I reckon we'll get a good And we'll get a 2025 release date, but we'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
2024, but end up being 2025. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, th- I, I think there's been some management misconceptions of what COVID has done to the industry as far as Xbox is concerned, and, and it's bit them in the ass this year. But it does mean that 2023 is looking dacked. Um, it could be too stacked, you know. I think Sony has a lot of stuff, like, like yeah. ready for 2023. One thing I am going to be curious about is, I, are we going to see, like, another more first-party state of play? I think Sony now has this kind of... Ex- now that they, there's talk on both ends about these consoles hopefully becoming more accessible, like, actually buy one if you want one. Yeah. But it's maybe in it's Sony's certainly... interest to get God of War out in November. Well, oh, Mint, while Microsoft is, like, just kind of caught skint. I would almost put money on that we'll see God of War this year at this point. Uh, it's been rated in South Korea already, and that's, based on history, that's three months out from release, usually. Um, and they've got a long history of, of that. So, uh, you know, it would be a last-minute delay at this point if it doesn't make this year, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, what else are we going to see? I think, uh, with Microsoft, especially Bethesda is going to be probably the star of the show. Uh, this one, we're going to see a really good, healthy chunk of Starfield. Oh yeah. We're going to see a really good, healthy chunk of Redfall. Uh, but what I'm most excited about is there has been a lot of rumors that ID software are going to reveal their next game. And I'm praying to all that is goodness that it is Quake. And it is a proper single player quake, and we're going to see a reboot. They've they've rebooted machine game with with machine games. They rebooted Wolfenstein. They rebooted rebooted Doom, and both have been incredibly successful. It makes sense that that uh, you know to do quake now. And what if what if it's what if it's Rage Three? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rage 2 actually felt really good to play. They just fi- kind of forgot to build an interesting game around it most of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was like balls to the wall fun until you kind of got sick of that and then there was no purpose to keep going. But yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see a quake. Oh, like just the most reboot. high fidelity Commander Keen you could possibly imagine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the Keen is back. Yeah. People would get hyped for that, actually. Like, you yeah, know, these guys would. in their 40s just losing their shit going wait there's what now yeah there there was that thing where there was like that mobile keen game it was terrible it looked so bad it was like it was like a keen announcement and everyone was like oh yeah and it turned out to be mobile game and everyone was just like really disappointed no 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 one wants that and then they didn't release it yeah They, they, they caught the vibe it probably got reskinned and re-released as dodgy mobile free to play game 24 sort of thing yeah that uh, would surprise me <laughs> but yeah, yeah yeah it wasn't a keen game uh but just but imagine I think the trailer see... where it's just like a slow pan over a, like really high detail rendered pogo stick <laughs> <laughs> it's like and it's like the silhouette of the, the pogo stick you know just sort of like yeah and it's just a slightly dented helmet and the very top uh, there's yeah. like a dented helmet yeah, like just kind of just hanging up the top of the, it yeah 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 and maybe the ray gun like lying on the ground <laughs> yeah look look, Bethesda we're all available for consultation our fees are reasonable uh, <laughs> um, uh, we've got so Redfall's probably going to show off too which is interesting because no one knows what the fuck that is except there's vampires um, 
there's talk Don't that it might be a Destiny style game, or if it's, is it a Left 4 Dead style game, or you know, there's kind of all this kind of rumor and stuff surrounding it. So it'd be interesting to see what it finally is. And being arcane, I expect it to be slightly off center. In it won't be a standard version of that genre, whatever it turns out to be. They do have their own way of doing things that is very unique. Um, what else is coming from a Microsoft area? We might. See Game Pass announcements. I'm sure. I mean, we'll see something. Uh, something. These are coming to Game Pass. Here are two hot indies that are going to be there day and date. And yeah, we I, we might even see all the Activision catalog come to Game Pass early because they did that with Bethesda before the deal went through. And if they've got a firm indication that it's going to happen, um, they'll probably you know make a deal there to get all the Call of Duties and. Crash Bandicoot and Tony Hawk and all that on mm. Game Pass as soon as possible. Any other surprises do you reckon we're going to see? I, if, if I knew, there wouldn't be a surprise, I guess. Um. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm trying to think through here as well. Um. I think we've covered a lot. To be Fable. Honest. Gears. Fable. Uh, Existence of Gears. Good luck on Fable. Um. I think we might see some Fable. Like I maybe think a, a tease, like a tease. That, yeah, I think there might be a, a bit of a... They, yeah. They've already announced it, so they've showed the tease. I think we're at the point now they might show a little snatch of gameplay. Um, Gears, there's rumours of a Gears collection like they did for the Halo Master Chief collection. And then, you know, with a tease to Gears 6, I'm sure. Um, I mean, that's an inevitability. I just don't know if it's yeah. ready yet. Yeah, This year or not. Yeah, they, they are switching to Unreal 5, so... It may take them a little bit longer. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a good-looking game because Gears 5 is still a hell of a good-looking game. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be it'll be yeah. amazing to see what it looks like on, on Unreal 5. So Yeah. I mean, if they do like show it. that off as next-gen only on Unreal 5 and then you finally get... That could be a moment for Microsoft of just like, hey, next-gen, yeah. real next-gen. Well, I thought... Hellblade Snua's Sacrifice, the trailer that they showed off, uh, was it at Keeley's event, uh, the Video Game Awards, was stunning. Like, that was ridiculous. And that's Unreal 5. Um, and that's next gen only. So, yeah, I, I think Unreal 5 is going to change. It's going to be that wow factor we haven't quite gotten from this generation yet when it when it launches. No, it's why, um, like, the most next gen shit that people feel like we've experienced has been that Matrix demo. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. where, like, it doesn't five, initially yeah. click that it's not actually the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of amazingly powerful, that thing. So it'll be really interesting to see what develop, especially developers like The Coalition, who have got such a strong history in mm-hmm. Unreal already. So, yeah, it, it'll be very, very cool. All right, then. Now we're going to get, uh, I guess, wild. What What's the one thing that is faintly plausible in any of the developers, any of the publishers... Faintly, it has to be faintly plausible. You can't say something like, I'd say Jade Empire 2. Like, that's not faintly plausible. As much as I want it to be, it's not coming. Uh, what's a faintly plausible game you want to see announced this year at, in any of the events? And we'll finish on this. So, for me, like, they teased... So, last year, there was that tease of the one shot of, like, Mass Effect. I guess you call it Mass Effect yep. 4? I reckon yep. they show a cinematic tease. So instead of just a static shot, that's... You'll get... Yeah. Okay, I, okay that, I mean, that's plausible. 
Get on the train. Yeah, how, get to start the hot train early. How faint is faint? Um, I don't want to say there's a like if you if you say Shenmue four, that's not faint. <laughs> no, no. I if I I expect like they're doing a Shenmue anime now. That's exactly not what I want them to do with that. Um, no. What I am going to say is um, we get like a hint that they may finally be making a new Jet Set Radio. Like, it's starting to get, like, the, yep. the fanish kind of games are, like, trying to recapture that Sega has expressed interest in, like, oh, right, we have all this IP, maybe we should use it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll happen, but it'd be cool if we just kind of got this, like, just weird moment of, like, Professor K, and then, like, some kid on rollerblades, like, bringing down a helicopter with spray paint. <laughs> Which is something you could do in those nice. games. Like, those games are fucking wild. Like, you could, like, get mad air, tag an air tag a helicopter like on the windscreen and then because the pilot can't see anymore you're just kind of if you're paying attention that thing would just go crashing down <laughs> yes yeah awesome uh i'm gonna stick with sega as well i think Alpha and this Protocol is more than a slight possibly no that's not a chance like <laughs> i'd love to see a sequel to Al- or a remake of alpha protocol but it's not gonna happen um i'm gonna go i reckon we see the first little bit of a sequel to uh, Like a Dragon, Yakuza. I think. Mm. Oh, I think well, that's that's based... more than faintly plausible. I feel like that. Oh, it's it's going to see something about that uh, the next year, definitely. They are a prolific studio. Uh, they get to work, I guess, because they reuse so many assets. But <laughs> I mean, that's why um, the Judgment remake was able to be such high quality. It's like they're like, we're going to rebuild this city and use it like five more times anyway, so we may as well. Yeah, so we we may as well, you know, just yeah, yeah. So they're prolific and they 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 use what they've got really well. So I I think we're closer than they're not to seeing what the next Yakuza game looks like. Um, Hopefully better balanced than the last one because I really enjoyed it until say, everybody seemed to enjoy in. that until like there's this sewer mission where you're just grinding for like ever yeah. basically and 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 the final big battle uh, with you know spoiler um, which I won't say if you haven't played it yet basically the final uh, battle sucks I think is what you're getting at yeah it just it's like bounce I I had to go and do so many so much grinding to just beat that Ugh. and it pissed me off. Uh, you know, it's the worst things about JRPGs when everything else in Yakuza Like a Dragon was the best things about JRPGs. So, with a better, crazier story. Well, hopefully, you know, <laughs> it, it gets the right lessons as opposed to Nino Kuni, which is just yep. like taking the wrong lessons and then the wrong lessons again. Yep. And then, and the then added NFTs and to those then wrong lessons. All of the wrongest <laughs> lessons. <laughs> There's no lesson that could be wrong, that could be wrong, more wrong than that. And then the NFTs. All right, <laughs> we might finish it there. Thank you for joining us on this wildly inaccurate uh, and likely to be miles off the mark podcast. It has been fun, nonetheless, guessing, and it always is a bit bit of a laugh to, to guess what we're going to see from the big companies. I am still, even though I'm 41, an excited person this time of year because I love to see new shit coming out before all my hopes are dashed by delays and, and bugs and patches and things like that and then i turn cynical again it's fun so to like get your morning it. coffee like because those things always go at some impossible hour in australia yes, times so just whenever you wake <laughs> up you're just like cool 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 awesome so rob you're working on a gravatar review where can we find that and you know, where can we find you on twitter all right so um Twitter is my full name, so it's probably easier if we just go to the show notes for that. <laughs> yeah, that, I do actually put those in the show notes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, yeah, and so Twitch, Travis, you're doing... Uh, YouTube, mate. YouTube, YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
both of those are Hellfire 64. Um, yep. Mostly doing old school stuff. Um, I mean, I did some recent. I did some recent stuff. Um, I did a look at. Um, recently, I did a video looking at some uh, new C sixty four stuff. They did a port of the Atari Empire Strikes Back game, um, which is <laughs> they they did a port of that that came out uh, for May the fourth. Um, <laughs> nice. And I've got which should be out probably a little bit after this podcast goes out, but I'm doing a look at a game called Space Racing, which is a demake of F-Zero for, for the ZX Spectrum. Um, oh, wow. It's going to be a rough looking... <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it's, it's, it's a chunky game. It's, it's yeah. impressive what they got, but it is very chunky. Um, very chunky. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm impressed at the work the devs did, but that machine, they had to make it chunky to run. Yeah. Um, and of awesome, course, you awesome. know, there'll be so, stuff like P2P stuff like Zephyr Gravitar and the Bride up for that. We'll be hitting the main player two site. Hopefully I'll try and get that. I'll try and get that in the next week or so. Um, awesome. You could just head over to player two and check that out whenever it goes live. But make sure you subscribe to Rob's channel and catch his old school stuff. He is wearing He's legit. an Activision Grand Prix t-shirt <laughs> right now. He like, is not a faker when it comes to being retro. <laughs> Look, honestly, it would have been better if it was River Raid, but hey, we'll let you we'll I wish it. it was River Raid. Yeah. Like, I wish it was River Raid or Enduro, um, yeah. which is probably two of my favourite Activision games on the 2600, but, <laughs> but you've you know, you got to buy what you got to you know, grab well, what they, available. they support. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. Tim. Yeah. What's your story, pal? I'm on the Twitters that pretend beard. I do not have a million things in process like Rob does. I'm. <laughs> studying some stuff for exams and trying to make money. <laughs> I would have had a review, but, you know, it turns out, like, preview codes just now turn into review codes, so you can't actually yeah, assign these to different people anymore. Yeah, I've been caught by that a few times. But I've, you know, I've inquired... I will have some stuff coming up later this year. I've, like, been better, I think, at actually asking you about stuff in advance. Yep. Yep. Cool, and I've got uh, probably a bunch of stuff coming up. I've got the headset review of the Steel Series Arctis Nova. I'm going to say TLDR. He thinks it's incredible. Um. Yeah, it's 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 an amazing headset that you pay every cent for. Trust me, it ain't cheap. Uh, but also, I'll have the Destroy All Humans preview coming up, and uh, a couple other bits and pieces that I can't talk about just yet. But let's say that involves the color purple an awful lot uh we'll leave it at that but you can catch everything over at player2.net.au and you can find me at huso81 on twitter thank you for joining us all on this episode of the player2 pixelcast the 85th episode we'll be back in a couple of weeks with tim in the host chair and hopefully not my voice again for the fourth week in a row. <laughs> <laughs> not that we hate you it's just he wants a break uh, no, oh, yeah, it's a bit hard in my kind of How would, yeah, how, how would we, how would we explain it if we ended up getting like 80% of our predictions correct? <laughs> 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 I'd be, I'd be